I want you to pray for these young folks. They are they are faithful in our church, and uh, the one in the pink is supposed to be in school, but her daddy let her play hooky. So don't tell the truant officer or anything like that if he comes rolling by. But um, they sing this song, and uh, I, I can't help but to get blessed by it. But there's there's reasons behind that. One, the content of the song, but two, the spirit in which they sing it. Uh, I told you that they are faithful, and they'll do anything I ask them to do. And that's a blessing for a pastor. And uh, they will work. And sometimes you have to tell them what they do because they're young folks. They don't understand sometimes. But I want them to know in front of all of you. <laughs> that I love you. And I appreciate you. Your faithfulness. I want you to listen to them sing and you help them sing now, okay? Sometimes we get big groups and everybody's shouting and, and praising the Lord, but... Somebody else might get up here and nobody knows what to do. Well, just shout them on. Say amen. Swing around this pole in the right way. Amen. Don't tear the pole down, but swing around it if you have to. But you pray for them this morning. Oh uh-huh. 
what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead. I only know I've never walked alone when life just doesn't make sense. I know who Jesus is. I don't know what trusting Him will look like, what He will ask of my life. I only know how far His love goes. I don't know what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead. I only know I've never walked alone when life just doesn't make sense. I know who Jesus is. I don't know what trust will look like what he will ask of my life I only know how far his love goes I don't know what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead I only know I've never walked alone when life just doesn't make sense I know who Jesus is steady when the storm blows in to stay he's a solid rock i run to when all else gives away he's a shoulder i lean on when my hope has died he's the arms i fall into each time that i cry i don't know what trusting him will look like what he will ask of my life I only know how far his love goes. I don't know what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead. I only know I've never walked alone when life just doesn't make sense. I know who Jesus is. He's the only one with away my sin who offers me forgiveness again and again he picks up the pieces when life falls apart he is the redeemer of my shattered heart I don't know what trusting him will look like what he will ask of my life I only know how far his love goes. I don't know what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead. I only know I've never walked alone when life just doesn't make sense. I know who Jesus is. I don't know trusting him will look like what he will ask of my life i only know how far his love goes i don't know what the future holds for me or where this lonely road will lead i only know i've never walked alone when life just does
There's a little snippet in that song, a little lyric. It says, I only know how far his love goes. There is truth in that on a personal level. <clears throat> There's a lot of unknown in how how far the depths of his love really goes. He reached he reached way down for me and his love reached the twelve year old boy. And I don't say this to brag at all. But as a twelve year old boy, matter of fact, at eight years old I became addicted to pornography. And God decided that I was worth something. And he delivered me from those things. So for me, I know how far the depth of God's love goes. But we've got... Brother Kurt, you care if I testify about you for a minute? Brother Kurt, still dealing with some legal ramifications of some decisions that he made several years ago. But he was in a house with bullets flying and God delivered him. He spent some time in the local jail, but God's delivered him. And on Easter Sunday two years ago, he got an eternal deliverance. He, he, listened, he listened to the sunrise service message. Been under conviction, Brother Jody. He's under conviction heavy, hard. Listen to the sunrise service message. And he'd go in the house and he'd go out of the house. He'd listen for a little while and go back out. And he finally, he got ready and he said, and we were on lockdown. We wasn't even having church here. But he said, I got to go to the church. He got dressed to come to church and sat on the front steps and just sat there. Just wondering what in the world was God going to, was he worth something to God? Could God's love go deep enough to reach him? Could his hand reach far enough down to reach him? He finally walked around through the graveyard and God finally pinpointed Well, I reckon I should say it like this. He finally succumbed to the pinpoint hand and finger of God. And he got gloriously saved. Amen. He's still got a past. But he's got a future now. Amen. Boy, I thank God. (laughs) I don't know a lot of things. And I don't know a lot of the directions that God has got planned for me. But I want to be like Abraham and believe God. God says, go, I want to go. He says, stay, I want to stay. Won't you pray for Brother Kurt? He's going to come and he's going to preach this morning. I want you to ask the Lord to touch him this morning. Brother Kurt, you come. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm going to stand up here and preach after that, but <clears throat> I do know. I don't know what he has for my life, but I do know. It's my little sister up here singing. It's my dad right there on the front row. God saved him. (laughs) Out of this filthy world, out of drugs, many other things. 
gave him a little girl to raise up. He stood by God's side. Kept her in church. Now she's up here singing for the Lord. (laughs) And then I had the pleasure and the honor to sit in some services in that building right there before I ever got saved. Got to hear some great men of God preach. Brother John Dent stood. Stood behind this pulpit in that building of many years and preached the gospel. Got to meet Brother Hubert Troutman. Brother James Langston. I tell you, I sat in some meetings and in some services. I can't understand how and why I got away from it, but I did. We all know people that have sat in those services and services like this and wonder how in the world do they get away from it and turn their backs on God. There's something out in this world to get a hold of you. That old saying, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay and it'll cost you more than you're willing to pay. I got away from it and I was out in this world for years. But I thank God. I turned my back on Him, but He was still running after me. I got back out in this world and went deeper than I'd ever gone before. It wasn't too deep for God. (laughs) Woo! Some of you older folks in here have been serving God for many years. I just want y'all to know how much y'all are a testimony to me and these young folks to see y'all faithful through the years. I've only been saved a couple years now. But I can look at some of y'all and see the joy that y'all have had in serving the Lord. No, there's been hard times. But it's an encouragement to me to see y'all still in this fight. It's an encouragement to me to see y'all still standing for the Lord, preaching the Word of God and serving Him. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for being here this morning, for serving the Lord. And thank these young folks that are here for being here. I want to encourage y'all, don't let nothing in this world get a hold of you. Run from it. Those friends that you've got here are those friends that you've got. Those friends out there, they'll lead you down the wrong path. Don't let them do it to you. You can even get caught up trying to witness to them if you're not careful. You'll try to go where they go to bring them to where you ought to be. I'm not saying you don't need to tell them about the Lord at all, but you need to be very careful. Don't go out to the parties and the bar rooms and things like that with them, trying to tell them about the Lord, because you're going to wind up worse off than you think they are. just want to encourage the young folks. Y'all stick around each other, those of you that know the Lord. Y'all be there for one another. Bear one another's burdens. 
Thank God for the service last night. And the service this morning. It's an honor to be able to stand up here with God's Word. Just to know He can use something as unworthy as me. (laughs) Everybody don't have the privilege of having this great book. We take advantage of it so often. I think I'm done with that. I'll try to get into the message now. I'm going to be in the book of Daniel. Chapter 3, and those of you that heard me preach the other Sunday, don't get scared. I'm not preaching the same message, just out of the same book. But it's probably going to be a very familiar message to many of you. We all know this story. These three men, preacher mentioned them a moment last night, I think at least twice, maybe more than that, I don't know. With the help of the Lord this morning, He's got a message on my heart. Ask the Lord to help us get it out. Just gonna read a few verses and then we'll pray and we'll hit on some other verses. But for the sake of time, we'll uh, just read a few verses here. We'll pray and try to get into the message. Daniel chapter 3, verse 15. Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, psalter, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands Shadrach Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this matter if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand O king but if not be it known Unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. There's many things in this world, many folks are worshiping. And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves doing it too. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. And we'll stop here. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for another opportunity to be here with Your people, God, to stand with Your Word. 
God, I ask you, Lord, to just touch during this time. Lord, I pray you'd hide me behind the cross, Lord. Allow me to preach the message that you have to be heard here this morning. Hide me behind that cross, Lord. Allow me to preach with unction and power, Lord. I pray that you'd control my voice, my tongue. God, give me the words to speak. Lord, I pray for the hearts that are here this morning. God, we thank you for your people and the opportunity we have to gather together. And I pray that you'd touch hearts this morning. Lord, give us what we stand in need of. And we give you all the praise, the honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So before all this, we know that Nebuchadnezzar had set up a golden image and commanded the people, when they hear the sound of these instruments and music, to bow down and to worship. That's happened. And these three men, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, They did not bow down to worship this golden image which he had made. If we look here at verse 15, God showed me some stuff in this and I enjoyed studying it. And I pray that he'll help me to allow y'all to see what I saw in this. And y'all may have heard this message before. Many messages have been preached out of this great book. I'm going to give you all what's on my heart and what God showed me in this. Verse 15 says, Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of these instruments and music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, they'd already had an opportunity once in the previous verses. These instruments played in this music and they did not. You look back and you see that someone brought these men before the king to tell him, They did not bow down and worship. He says here in verse 15, he's given them another chance. He says, if you do this, well, all is well. I'll give you another chance, another opportunity to bow and to worship to the image which I have created. Hey, what I see here. See a picture of Satan. Does the devil not give us chance and chance and time and time again to fall to the sin? He'll give you a second chance to commit a sin. Say, you didn't say that word the other day, but all's well if you'll say it today. You didn't go to this place, but I'll give you another chance. You go, go tomorrow. You may not have looked at that woman walk by half-dressed, but look, here's another one. You may not have drank that drink yesterday, but drink today and it'll be okay. He'll tempt you with the same thing. He'll tempt you with different things. Satan will give you a second chance to sin, to fall to sin, to bow down and to worship the many different things in this world that he's put out here. He said, if you fall down and worship the image which I've made, well. But if you worship not, if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Does the devil not threaten us? Well, if you don't go do this. I'll torture you. 
I'll make your life here a living hell. Satan will threaten us. Preacher said it last night, but don't we all know Satan is a liar. And the father of it, no truth, is in him. Satan will lie to you. He'll give you chance and chance again to fall to sin. Go on and look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. They cared not what the king threatened them with. We need not care what Satan threatens us with. He's a liar. The truth is not in him. Don't you let him fool you. Verse 17, if it be so, verse preacher mentioned last night, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. See, they knew that God is mightier than King Nebuchadnezzar. Don't we know that our God is mightier than Satan? Don't we know that our God is mightier than the devil? We know that God allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to be in the position that he's in. Don't we know that God has rule over Satan? We all know the story of Job. God had to give Satan permission to do all those things to him. He had to give him permission to allow that man to go through all those things. God wouldn't let him touch his life. God's still in control. God wouldn't let Satan take his life. I'm going to jump down to verse 21. That's where I really want to point out what God showed me as a blessing. It says, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. I want to look at three things, three different ways throughout the rest of this book, throughout the rest of this chapter. First, I want to notice these men were bound in their own garments. Second, look at verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. I want to notice they were bound in the fire. Look down at verse 27. And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was in hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Third, I want to notice. They were brought through the fire. They didn't even smell a smoke. We've all been around a campfire a time or two. You know how that smoke gets in your clothes. You wash them and they still stink. Could you imagine that being in the fire and coming out the other side without even the smell of smoke? Whew. Mm. 
First, we notice these men were bound in their own garments. Don't you know, before salvation, we were bound in our own sins? We were bound by our own selves, our own Adamic nature. Bound by our own selves. Bound by the sins that we committed. Bound by our own Adamic nature. Bound in ourselves. Second, we notice they were bound in the fire. As we were bound in that life, an unsaved sinner, we're bound in the midst. Just couldn't seem to get out of the state we were in. Stuck in it. Spinning our wheels, if you will. We might try to do things within our own selves to try to get out of a rut that we may have been in in that life. But we're bound to it. The misery of that life before salvation. Some of you have a similar testimony to mine and my dad's here. Some of you don't. But God. But either way, we all know our own state of misery before that day. We called upon the Lord for saving grace. Third, we noticed they were brought through the fire. Not only were they brought through, they didn't even smell a smoke. When you finally decided to call on God, when He brought you out of that life you were living in before, when He brought me out of that mess that I was in, He brought me through the other side of the fire, not even smelling the smoke. I don't doubt that some of you in here, for myself or anyone else that's in here, if y'all had not known or heard our testimony and God saved us out of a world of sin, y'all wouldn't know the life we used to live. We've been made a new creature in Christ. Woo! <laughs> Come out the other side, not even smelling a smoke. <laughs> not even the essence of what we once were. Or where we had been. Who we used to be. <laughs> I thank God for His marvelous grace, for His saving grace, for His changing grace, for His mercy. <laughs> Said so they come out the other side, the smell of fire, not even passed on them. They didn't even smell a smoke. <laughs> we'll look at this thing another way. But we notice these men were bound in their own garments. First, we looked at when we were lost, when we've been born again. Second, I want to look at the Christian walk. We notice these men were bound in their own garments. Don't we oftentimes bind ourselves in our own worries and the stress of the things that go on in our lives here? Now standing up here thinking about this, I do and I don't want to study the human mind a little bit. But we all got one, so we know the places it'll go and the things it'll take us through, the stresses and the worries of this life that we live here and how sometimes it will bind us 
It will get our mind off the things of God. Sometimes we'll find, our, find ourselves bound in the worry and the stress and the things go on in the life around us. we got loved ones that are suffering different things. we got loved ones that are lost, loved ones that are sick. There's nothing wrong for having a burden for those things and caring about people that we're supposed to love everybody. But oftentimes, we bind ourselves with all those things and forget to just give it to God. We forget to take that time that we need to take with God so that He can bring us through that thing. He'll bring us through the fire, bring us out the other side. Won't even smell a smoke. We find ourselves bound in the stress and the worry, stuck in that mindset. And second, we find ourselves bound in a battle, in the fire we were thrown into while bound by our own selves. Don't you know Satan will try to burn you when you can't fight back? When you've eased away from the things of God, gotten caught up in the things of this world, got your mind spinning, worried about where you're going to go, what this is going to do, who's going to be here, who's going to be there, who's going to make it. When you have no strength. Now the devil will come at you when you're on a mountain too. But when you have no strength, when you've gotten away from God, when you're bound up in the stress and the worry and the cares of this life, Satan will try to burn you when you're weak. But Christ said in 2 Corinthians 12, 19, My strength is made perfect in weakness. When you're bound, when you're weak, when you can't fight the things that come at you in this life, when you can't go on any longer, He can He'll deliver you from the fire. He'll bring you out the other side without even the trace of what's happened. Can't even tell what you've went through. Some of us people in this world that don't know us have been saved out of a life of sin. Never know where we've been. Probably think we were brought up in church. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm thankful for these young folks that have been brought up in church. <laughs> Brother Dean mentioned it last night. I'm thankful. God's given me a woman <laughs> that's brought up in church. Daddy's a pastor. Papa's a pastor. But God. He'll deliver you from the fire, bring you out the other side without even a trace of what happened. Yeah. Said the smell of fire not even passed on them. They didn't even smell a smoke. I want to look at this thing one more time. Again, first we notice they were bound in their own garments. We are bound in this robe of flesh while we're here.
this flesh restrains or restricts us from certain things. From some of the things of God. God is too mighty for us to behold in this flesh. He does bless us with His presence sometimes. Thankful for that. But there's just some things that we can't get a hold of in this flesh. We can try, but we just can't get a hold. We can't get a full grasp on the things of God and how truly good He really is. Satan can still tempt this old flesh that we're bound in. Second, we notice they are bound in the fire. Physically, we're bound to this world for a time. Physically, our bodies, this flesh, we're here in this world. Walk through daily life. And so often, and many of you, especially you older men of God, you older saints, been in this thing a while, y'all know it's a battle, it's a struggle, it's a fight, it's a fire sometimes just to make it through this world around us. So much sin out in this world today, it makes me sick. I mean, you can't turn nowhere without seeing something you ought not see, hearing something you ought not have to hear. Look at verse 25. He answers and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Don't we know Christ is with us every step of the way? Christ walks with us through this world. Christ is by our side. He's got our hand. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's keeping us from harm. I know there's hurt. But God is with us every step of the way. He walks with us. And He knows what it's like because He too lived a life in the flesh. He gave up glory to come down here to this world. Live a life in the flesh. Suffer the shame and the torment of the death on the cross for you and for me. <laughs> God the Father called him back up into glory. There's going to come a day for you and I. We're going to be out of this fire. What our walk is through. This world here for us is finished. When our work here is done, our time is up, God's going to call us to the other side. We'll be given a glorified body, not even a trace of what we once were. We'll be through the final fire without even the smell of smoke. We'll be seated with Him forever in glory in that glorified body. It's 
some of you, especially if there's anybody here lost, may be thinking, man, this sounds like a whole lot of struggle, a whole lot of fight, a whole lot of fire. But if you don't ever take that first step to get out of that first fire, I've given three versions of a fire here. You only have two, but the second one is for all of eternity. Forever and ever and ever and ever. This fire is torment and torture. You'll never make it out the other side of that one. It'll be too late. Time is up. <clears throat> Look at one last thing and I'll be done. Verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the... <clears throat> Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. God spoke to me here and said, I saw another picture of Satan right here. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord, even the devil. When that day comes, He's going to confess that He is Lord. I hope this has been an encouragement to some of you. You may be going through something right now. You may be in a fire. You may be in a battle, in a struggle. I pray that this message has been a help to you. And some of you... Wiser Christians. I want y'all to know how much of an encouragement that y'all are to see some of y'all still in this thing. We all know or have heard of somebody, if not somebody's, that was once in the way. Now they're gone. Something in this world's got to hold on. I say that and I also want to say I testified a little bit before I got into the message about how I'd sat in some services, and spirit-filled services, touch of God in them. I got away from it. Let's not be too hard on those folks that got out. We need to be praying for them. Now, they might need somebody to be a little mean to them. They might need that. Let's remember it could always be us. It could always be us. Whatever fire you're going through. Got many stories in this book. Great Word of God. Of men who went through great trials. From these stories, you know, it seemed like we ought to be able to just look at them and see and and realize that God will bring us through anything. I mean, the story of Job. But we're human and we're hard-headed. Sometimes God allow us to go through our own fights, our own struggles, our own fires. 
because we just can't quite get it without going through it ourselves. He knows what we need. And the fires and fights that you've been through before, now you have to look back on if this isn't enough. You've got your own to look back on to get you through the next one. Thank you all for being here this morning. I do hope and pray that it's been a help. Thankful for the meeting. What an honor and a pleasure it is to be here. I'll close in a word of prayer. Pastor, come up. Do what he will. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for an opportunity to be here, God, with Your people. God, we thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. Lord, we ask You now to just touch and speak to hearts. God, we pray that You've helped Your people here this morning. God, I thank You for the message and the help that it was to me in studying it. Lord, and I pray that You'd help me to dedicate myself to You. God, I pray that You'd uh, just help me, God, to study, to serve You, Lord, as well as these other men of God and Your servants. God, just help us to serve and honor You, Lord. God, I pray You'd have Your will in the rest of the service. May we honor and glorify You. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.